What? I said it's tough, I tell you. Oh, we're... I thought you said it's not paranoia. It's not paranoia. <laughs> it's not paranoia. Said, <laughs> There's one thing we can be sure of. There's one thing. It's definitely not paranoia. I know. Because I am not paranoid. Okay. Let's make an... Uh, uh, Let's make an opala. Something <laughs> 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 uh, caught my eye. Took, I can't make an opala without cracking a few eyes. I literally just had like a hung process. Hopefully I don't have to take a log dump. <laughs> this is called 50 million buckaroos. This is Chris. I couldn't talk to my phone to make my lights turn purple. La-di-da. Computer was a gateway. You know, we all want the internet to exist. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Exactly, yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah, so it's cool. Cool. This is Shiny Podcast. Following the light and throwing a little shade on the newest and brightest in today's gaming and technology. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's lovely to be back with you this week. Colin, it's lovely to be with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, what, uh, what's going on, man? Man, there's all sorts of things happening in the universe. And per usual, we tried to get the best of the best, the stuff that really knocked the universe in a new direction this way or that way over the course of the last week. Actually, the last several weeks in this case, yeah. we sort of reached back in antiquity to cover some stuff that we may have missed while we were gallivanting around the Caribbean and such places. <laughs> there are Fantastic. crazy, crazy things to talk about. Big changes in the land of Android, new stuff from NVIDIA, new kit, new backends for the world's second most popular browser engine, apparently. But before we get to any of that stuff it's time for the big announcement the biggest news on the planet <laughs> linux 5.0 has landed now one of my favorite things about this 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 marvel of software that is the linux kernel is how honest they really are about what they're doing. Being open source, it's hard not to be, right? But the, the 5.0 kernel really, really sums up all of the energy, all of the great change, the, the, the millions of people working on it all over the world, the, the benefit of, of billions of people using it day in, day out, whether they know it or not, straight from Linus Torvalds himself, Here's what the big deal about Linux 5.0 is. <clears throat> the numbering change is not indicative of anything special. If you want to have an official reason, it's that I ran out of fingers and toes to count on. So 4.21 became 5.0. Cue air escaping a balloon sound. <laughs> Go wild. Make up your own reason for why it's 5.0. <laughs> <laughs> nothing if not honest a long time ago in the two dot stuff series 
the numbering just got crazy. And ever since then, Linus just kind of says at some point arbitrarily, okay, that's it. We're flipping over to a new version number. Nothing special. But you know, even still, even though there's nothing, no standout feature, no, you know, keynote address to, to tell us all of the wonderful new stuff and one more thing, even though there's nothing like that, it still makes me so happy that this thing that I, you know, has, I've seen grown my entire life has, well, it's, it's, it feels like it's really graduated now, you know, five. Oh, that's a, that's a big deal. Or, or it isn't. <laughs> or it's not at all, but I, you know, I think it's, uh, uh, it looks like it's a big step forward in, uh, graphics drivers, which is I think a sign of good things to come. I think that's a pretty big deal. All users of AMD graphics cards are going to be really happy about this and the, mo the immediately previous kernel. There's a lot of good stuff in there. I believe even FreeSync now works natively on the in the Linux kernel. Fantastic. Yeah, that's amazing. Which it might need all the help it can get, yeah. <laughs> given what we're going to talk about later on. Yeah, that's called a tease, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah foreshadowing I, it just signals to me that it's something that's being it's actually being worked on is is getting you know those those types of programs that need amd FreeSync um to uh to operate and that seems like a sign of good things to come very much so though it's not all sunny weather and clear skies the world's most popular operating system, the one with over a billion different handsets in circulation, that would be Android, is, well, it's going to see some changes over the next couple years. We've talked about it before. Project Fuchsia, something out of Google, which seems to be a replacement for the kernel of Android and potentially Chrome OS, a unified device kernel that's not the Linux kernel, that therefore does not theoretically uh, find itself encumbered by the constraints of the GPL. This project that's been developed in the open, yet somehow extremely mysterious, has some real roads into our future, I think. The newest versions of the Android development kit the thing that helps developers actually make Android software, there are included in it a development kit and a runtime or a virtual device, a device that you can sort of emulate on your computer for the Fuchsia operating system. It would be very, very silly of Google to develop this without some sort of purpose in mind. And to date, I'm only aware of a single phone that has been publicly uh, uh, not even announced. They just sort of like are using an honor device as a test bed for Fuchsia. There's no there's nothing that supports it out in the wild. OK, mm -hmm. I got to believe if they're baking it into the development kit now. It's I mean, it's going to be something. It's going to be soon. It's going to be something soon, right? I mean, I just find it so odd that it's become, it's like creeping in to the Android universe, but they're not 
really talking about it very much. Hmm. Do you think that at some point Google is going to kind of ditch the Android brand in favor of Fuchsia? And maybe that's why they're being a little closed-lipped about it. I don't know if it's possible to abandon the Android brand, even if they wanted to. Mm. Because there's a billion handsets on the planet. You know, I mean, I don't know how... So... I don't... I mean... They maybe they perceive Android as a brand to be a bit of an anchor, which I imagine, you know, having versions tied to alphabet, you know, letters of the alphabet, they got to be like, okay, we're getting a Q, guys. We're, <laughs> yeah. We are going to tap out at some point. Yeah. <laughs> How do I say this? What do you think is even the, what do you even think? What, what's the goal here? You know, is Android the, the scope? I've heard it, Chrome OS. I've heard people say that this is going to be able to replace both or either and other devices too, down to small, you know, Internet of Things devices. Well, I mean, like you said, it, it's it's hard to pinpoint exactly what they are doing because they have been quite, quite mute about it. I mean, it's a lot of speculation, but I, I don't know. I, I don't see it completely outside the realm of, of possibility that I mean, I don't think it would be an overnight like, OK, Android's gone. Android's gone fuchsia's here it, it'd be like yeah i don't know a, sl a slow transition you know a, a few things here a few things there and then all of a sudden you know the final kind of kind of push and i'm not saying this would happen soon just i don't know it it seems like maybe a way for them to to maybe maintain some more control and get away from get away from android there's always been that pesky problem of everybody who wants to make an Android device has to release the code that they use to, you know, to modify the kernel, the changes mm -hmm. in the kernel. There's always been that little pesky thing. And it's worth noting that Fuchsia is licensed under the Apache license, which, of course, carries no such obligation. Right. Right. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I you know, it might be might not be so long in the future where your Google devices are powered by Fuchsia and no longer Linux. Yeah, it'd be kind of a bummer. <laughs> it would. Because <laughs> yeah, are they really going would. to abandon that entire I mean it's 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 such a rich ecosystem of tools. I don't know. I don't know. I keep bringing it up though because I think that it's it's it, it's it's going to be a big deal, yet it's being handled in an extremely cloaked sort of way. You know, it's it's strikes me as odd. The whole situation strikes me as odd. It is odd. Agreed. There it is. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. <laughs> Shine the light. Come on, I get to do that once in a while, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'll allow it. So you may have heard over past, it was like a month ago or so, maybe not even, uh, actually it may have been in the last couple of weeks, maybe just before or during CES, uh, NVIDIA decided to announce that they are coming down from their, their walled city of 
uh, not opening up FreeSync to their GPUs. And so they have announced that there are some select models uh, of mon uh, monitor models that uh, will allow you to run FreeSync on a NVIDIA GPU. So for anyone who, who doesn't know what any of what I just said is, uh, FreeSync is uh, what allows for uh, kind of smoothing of graphics on, on your monitor while you're playing video games, while you're running any sort of graphics intense program, and it, it just uh, prevents uh, kind of clipping and, and what's called tearing, basically just little kind of lines and <clears throat> blips that can come up on your monitor when you're moving around quickly, say in a video game. It helps smooth that over. Uh, that that's a really basic explanation, but I want to make sure that you know no one no one's left out of this. So how it's been for a while is that AMD has FreeSync, and you so if you want to use FreeSync, you have to have a monitor that runs on FreeSync and an AMD GPU. And then the flip both side, both of which will cost you seven hundred dollars less than the competition. Exactly, being Nvidia, uh, the same system except it's called G-Sync and uh, with a NVIDIA GPU. And so what NVIDIA has decided to do is open up, uh, it looks like about 12 monitors that will support FreeSync on a NVIDIA GPU. Normally they had to exist within their own uh, ecosystem, but um, NVIDIA has, has opened that up here. It's worth mentioning, you know, dur during their presentation on this, you know, we we talk a lot about I don't know, I, I we, we talk a lot about how, you know, NVIDIA maybe not so great and AMD great, great, great. And I hate to go down that road again, but once again it, it, it just feels a little disingenuous for NVIDIA to so they have these these tiers of support for the for their G Sync and then subsequently FreeSync on twelve models. But what they're not really what they're not really telling you is that, you know, the, the wide uh, market for monitors, uh, there's probably plenty that we work with, but they want to make you think that if it doesn't have that, you know, their logo on it, like it, it won't work as opposed to, well, it might not work on a crappy monitor, but nothing really is going to work very well on that crappy monitor. <laughs> so um, it just seems a little disingenuous and it's an entirely manufactured situation. Yes. It's completely manufactured because FreeSync is the open standard, right? G-Sync is, is not. So, so it's never been a problem for NVIDIA to adopt FreeSync. It just, right. Didn't just, want it. They just didn't <laughs> want to. And so now they're saying some monitors, some monitors are going to get this blessed badge. How much you want to bet that it like all they're doing is selling them like the piece of the plastic little sticker. I mean, how much testing is like really going into this, right? Very little, I'm sure. I mean, based on based on their presentation and that they kind of glossed over, you know, that that detail. <laughs> because that you, it'll probably work on plenty of monitors. There exists technology to lock the frame rate output of the graphics card to the frame rate to the refresh rate of your monitor and it exists as an open standard so they'd be foolish 
to adopt their own thing that divvies, that strays too far from that because they'd literally be, you know, losing the benefit of all their competition's hard work. But then, <laughs> you know, then they they apply this branding over it. And I'm not saying G-Sync is identical. I, I know that there's a hardware component. I, because we don't get to look at anything that NVIDIA right. you know, makes, I would question how different it really is from FreeSync. But you're right, there is a little chip in there that says something to the GPU enabling, you know, telling it whether this is allowed or not. Which is obviously no longer a problem, right? Because that little chip is not going to go in these, you know, monitors already sold. Anyway, I digress. It's a completely manufactured situation. So feeling a little, feeling, feeling a little, um, a little pain in the hips makes sense when you're being bent over. <laughs> this next story blows my mind, and it is. A little bit speculative, like many of the stories we're covering in this particular episode. But I think that if this is true, then this is, is huge. There's this little website called LinkedIn. Perhaps you've heard of it. A lot of people are on it. It sucks. It's the worst. I hate it. It's I hate it so much. So bad. But it exists. And sometimes what people do on LinkedIn is they update their resume because they're trying to get hired. And sometimes what ends up happening is somebody who has been working on a project internally at a company or at an organization posts their much, their well-earned, hard, their accolades, things that they've been working on as part of their resume. And sometimes that happens before said product ever is revealed to the product, uh, to the public. Okay. Oops. And so that seems to have happened recently with a gentleman who was working at Microsoft. What's interesting is that this person apparently, quote, worked to improve the security posture of Windows open source components through initiatives that investigate vulnerabilities found and establish a process for remediation on a product called Windows Core OS. Ooh. That's very interesting. That's very, 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 very interesting for a lot of reasons. Number one, Windows as we know it has been slated as the last version of Windows ever, right? Correct. It is also a behemoth of backwards compatibility and runtimes and layers and mishmash of UIs and UX and just, it's insane. It is insane. I mean, I mean, just now, I mean, Windows 7 is being <laughs> phased out this year. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, just now. And they'll remain, they'll maintain backwards compatibility for things that run in Windows 7 for probably 10 more years. Right. Think about it's nuts. what they're hanging on to. Somebody in there, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Like I've been wondering if with all of this work, remember Azure Sphere, mm -hmm. that Internet of Things operating system that is a modular kind of way of making Internet of Things devices and the support networks and infrastructure that goes along with that. They've been working on this idea very obviously of, 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 you know, core 
components with modular user spaces. And they've been branding everything that they make and open source distinguished by the quote unquote core. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and whatever runs on top of it, there's there's dot net core, right? There's PowerShell core. And and a few more that whose names escape me. But all of these pieces, all of these little bits of, of recently remade, modernized, and open sourced under Microsoft or have been part of this massive rebranding effort and, and direction change from from them, you know, since since mm-hmm. the old guard sort of went away. Damn. The 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 phrasing, you know, calling it Windows Core OS, and and the fact that this guy worked on the open source quote unquote, you know, parts of it. I think this is a canary. <laughs> I think we have found a canary. Whether or not this product ever actually comes to market remains to be seen. But it's very interesting to see what might be uh, behind the veil. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it would be amazing. And uh, I, 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 mean, I feel like if they want kind of an ROI on buying GitHub, you know, <laughs> I hope I hope they put something to market <laughs> for their sake. Yeah, that's a, but, that's uh, an interesting point. Like, if they were to release a version of Windows, an open source version of Windows, first off, I'd I'd have to really re-examine life in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of like, you know, we, you know why, kids? Because I'm an old man and I lived through the '90s, and I remember, I remember that Microsoft, and it was bad. How non-open source they were. How very, very different. Very different. Very different. But now they're an open source company. But if they were to do this, I could just see it. I could see it going so well because they're one of the only, you know, um, they're like Google. They can just drop an operating system and say like, hey, we have this. You guys want to help? And people will just participate because they're just so big. Yeah. Man, crazy. It's crazy. We live in crazy times. Crazy times. Crazy times. (laughs) Good segue. (laughs) So. I've I've never. I've never been arrested. (laughs) Just just put it out there. (laughs) Um, And I haven't. Been in a situation where have felt coerced to open my phone for for a, a member of law enforcement have you like you know like flying or you know just traveling around have you ever had that happen to you one time a police officer really wanted to search my car mm-hmm. and i didn't see that as necessary and it was kind of drawn out everything ended up being okay but that was pretty that was the only time by and large um, most of the time it has a lot more to do with what's going on right in front of both you and the officer, I think, mm-hmm. at least in my case. Definitely. 
for better or for worse. Yeah. <laughs> so as, and, and I'm sorry, I was just kind of imagining a, a, a situation where you could open your car with your face, <laughs> but uh, who knows? <laughs> Sounds like Tesla's next great feature. That's right. <laughs> so as, as technology really, really is seems to be outpacing uh, the laws in this country, there's there's a little a little beacon of hope. Um, you know, as as uh, phone technology uh, advances and you are able to unlock your phone with other, uh, you know, with with biometric uh, information like your face uh, or your fingerprint or your eye, an iris scan. Uh, it, it, the kind or of a DNA sample, DNA sample. Yeah. A little, little ooh, pinprick dino DNA. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, there, there, there exists this kind of strange gray area with what are your rights to, um, self-incrimination with unlocking your phone. And so there was a ruling that you, you did not have to provide a passcode uh, to, to the police in order to unlock your phone. But there existed this gray area with things like your like facial recognition and an iris scan or um, you know, fingerprint scan, that sort of thing. And so a, there, a ruling came down from, um, uh, from a, a California judge uh, that, uh, though that, that those same sort of protections for biometric data do in fact exist and that you cannot be forced to open your phone with that biometric data, which is a win for privacy advocates and, and, and what. This is awesome. Yes. However, it does it does make me think about how easy it is to get somebody to unlock their phone with their face. Yeah. I don't like that technology at all. <laughs> I, I really don't. It's it's such a double edged sword. It's like, I, I think of all the cool ways I could play with that, but I don't want it on any device that I care about. Yeah. Nothing, nothing that holds as much information about my day to day. Like my phone does maybe for something else more benign but not not the little computer that i carry with me everywhere i go yeah no 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 mm -mm. when i recently traveled internationally i actually turned off fingerprint recognition on my phone word uh figuring that well at least if if nothing else like <laughs> i'll have that you know yeah before Definitely. this ruling now it, this is i believe just been a californian judge or is this a yes federal level yeah, it was a California judge. So, so it can it can be overturned by a district court judge, mm -hmm. um, which has happened before. There is precedent for that, but it's a step in the right direction, even if it's temporary. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at, at least it's getting getting some attention, and and you know, as long as it stays in the you know discourse about technology and and how they relate to the laws in our country. I mean. If for nothing else, it's it's important. Well, you'll never catch me saying anything other than absolute praise, and I hope that this uh, I hope this stands. Me too, man. More Microsoft.
Microsoft's in the news a lot these days, man. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting someone from Redmond. Uh, you really scene. shouldn't be swinging dead cats, man. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> okay? A, a brand. Nothing wrong. <laughs> Cat Swingers United. Microsoft is making uh, making waves, my friend. They're they're it's that size thing, that scale <laughs> thing. They're just so big that when Microsoft makes a big move, it really makes some waves. Maybe not for the better. Maybe for the best. I don't know. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft Edge. Our, a favorite punching bag of, of mine and Collins, I'd say. Yeah. It, uh, a little bit of a little bit of white noise begins to uh, kind of enter my ear. Maybe maybe a little tinnitus, you know, just that ring, little, little ring when I hear <laughs> Microsoft Edge or Windows 10 updates. Uh, usually the other. big. Oh, one. that's a big one. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that'll send shivers down any warrior's spine. The long and the short of it is that Microsoft Edge is going to go through a metamorphosis. The engine that Microsoft built to read and render all of that beautiful web language that we have written spun into crazy web applications and sites and all sorts of and manner of creativity. That very thing that makes up the nature of what is Microsoft Edge as a browser is going to change. And they will be adapting the Chromium engine, the basis for Microsoft Edge going forward. Mm. Interesting. And just so if anyone doesn't know, Chromium is the open source kind of uh, web browser project, right? It is an open source web browser project. It is Google's open source yes. web yeah. browser project. And it has a very interesting long history, actually, where it was originally the rendering engine uh, K something, K web, maybe it was called, for the KDE desktop environment on Linux. Mm hmm. And later on, became known as WebKit, or uh, and and that was formed the basis for both Google Chrome's browser, or the browser group you know that we all use almost unanimously, and also the Safari browser uh, that Apple makes. Oh, interesting. That's right. That's right. It's all based on the same stuff. That would make an interesting episode. It was the history of that. Yeah, we should do a, a history of the browser wars and, and, you know, how Chrome came to eat the planet. <laughs> it's also the back end for alternative browsers like Brave and Vivaldi. That's that crazy looking one. And Opera. <laughs> and so the list of competition was uh, uh, basically set at two major competitors in the browser space, Microsoft Edge and Firefox. Well, 
oh, the mighty have fallen. Because it would appear that the open source future has completely taken the web browser space. This is a good thing, right? This is a good thing because the predominant runtime for the internet is now more or less equal across the board for pretty much everyone. Mm -hmm. This is a good thing because uh, it means that people have demanded open source in the thing that they, you know, interact with the most, which is um, the web browser these days. Uh, this is a good thing because, <laughs> because the world is able to collaborate together and all companies can, can you know, find ways to monetize and, and, and exist and create jobs for people uh, by, by sharing code and by you know, developing communally. It's a one big happy kumbaya family, right? This is a good thing. So why do I feel so terrible about this? Yeah, I don't know. My my spidey sense is tingling as well. I just I, I'm suspicious. And you're right. It's hard to pinpoint exactly exactly what it is. But I I always worry when I see anything related to Google plus open source and what the future of ultimately what how open that source will be um, in the end. Yeah, I, I think that that's, I think that's a, a valid concern. I think that it's a valid concern when we've seen basically, the, the, with the exception of the 6% of users who are on Firefox, 6%, by the way, guys, the entire planet is using the Chromium engine to render the web. This does not That's look crazy. good for Mozilla. No. This does not no. look good for Mozilla. I don't know how the hell they're going to be able to hang on. They've been pissing a lot of people off recently by like finding creative ways to hide ads in their little like you no know, new new tab so page. Bad. And it's so yeah. dumb. It's, yeah. it's like it's, it's the, it, if you're gonna violate that if you're gonna violate us in that way, it's like Please just do it. <laughs> please just do it or don't, don't be or just subtle about it just fucking do yeah. it you know and and have a have a product that reflects it's like because I, I i i do like firefox i do use firefox and there are some some little things about it from time to time that that are kind of annoying but i put up with them because it's an open source product and i yeah I want to trust that they have my privacy in mind, but when they go ahead and do something like that, it's like, why am I using your product? If I'm going to get the same treatment, I'm going to use the one that I know works on everything. <laughs> I, I want Mozilla to pull this off. I want Microsoft to be, uh, sorry, I want see, there it is. I want Firefox <laughs> to be the standard. I think it's a great browser. I think that since they've, corrected a lot of their past mistakes and slimmed down and concentrated on performance, it's been getting really good. But that is a, I mean, we, you know, look at the numbers here, 6% of the market versus basically the entirety of existence running the same stack. Yikes. Nuts. Yikes. Dude. Mozilla, come on. I, I'm rooting for you. But the truth is, even though I use Firefox for most things, there are some times where I 
I'm thankful I never uninstalled Chrome. Yeah. No. Same same here, man. Same That's spot to be in. That's spot to be in. If you need a reason to go and uh and 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 either, you know, get more use out of your Firefox instance or perhaps mull in uh no uncertain terms Firefox's imminent demise. Uh go ahead and get a yourself a new plugin for Firefox called FXCast, which will finally let you use it with your Chromecast. Isn't that nice? That's great. It is. That's fantastic. Now I can finally (laughs) use this open source browser to pipe all of my viewing habits into Google. (laughs) Fantastic. And just in case you didn't have enough ire in the end of that one, we've got a few more stories right here toward the end that'll just give you a little, a little, a little pinch on the way out. Just a little, little, you know, little snap, right? Why? Because Google is also cramping down on anybody else providing ad blocking within its browser. Perhaps you've noticed that there's been a new initiative inside of Chrome recently to clean up ads, aka ads not served by Google. Right. <laughs> and now <laughs> no. they're changing some plumbing internally that'll make the likes of the best ad blocker, in my opinion, uBlock Origin, no longer work, no longer function. Crazy town, dude. And just so despicably timed with all of this other stuff. It's just like, oh, man. Maybe this is this was the 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 in the back of my head. Like, why am I worried about this Microsoft Edge thing? It's stuff like this. It's worth noting that these are changes to the open source Chromium project directly. So there's that. (laughs) No bueno. Bad. Perhaps you heard us earlier in the episode talking about Windows 7 and its soon-to-be end of life. That is right. It's the last year you will get free support for Windows 7. We're going to say that a lot this year because everybody should get off of Windows 7 just like you got off of XP, right? Right. Right. Well, it's also worth noting that this is the year that Windows Mobile will be shut down completely. The last patches will roll out in December, so if you are rocking Windows 10 Mobile, you have a little bit of time, but for the love of God, you really have to stop. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's... It's hard you to gotta give up. let it go. You gotta <laughs> let go. It was a good dream. Right once, run everywhere, all form factors. I'm with you. I felt it. Didn't happen. Gotta move on. Gotta move on. And they're gonna force you because this shit is no longer going to work or receive security updates, and that's insanely important. Yeah. Yep. 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 Although you know, I don't know. Realistically, how many of our listeners are rocking Windows phones? Like, come on, really? Put up with 40 some odd episodes of Chris talking about, you know, every every bug you can find under Linux rocks in, in the cow field. And it's like, you know, 
<laughs> yeah, I've been tuning into Shiny on my <laughs> Windows 10 mobile Nokia device. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, if anything, if you still have a Windows 10 mobile device, it's just in spite of us. Yeah, no, maybe maybe you're doing it to spite us. That's fine. Why don't you why don't you tell us why? Why don't you write in and tell us why why that's a, a thing for you? Because that sounds like a lot of energy to be putting. Uh, oh, last cool. but not least, don't call our phone number ever again. In fact, stop. I I I don't want to buy whatever you're selling. Did you get phone calls from? <laughs> no, legitimately, what happened was I signed up. Everything was hunky dory, and then uh, I noticed it wasn't working. So I went back, you know, to the control panel process, and it it turns out that uh, I I pulled a fast one on Google by registering a Google Voice number with a Project Fi number as a fallback. Uh -huh. I don't know why they let it go through, but they did at first and so i had a phone number last uh time we talked about it and then it disappeared as soon as we posted the episode interesting which is fine which is fine but uh so forget it there's no phone number don't, <laughs> don't, don't call, call in if you want that feature us. write us fantastic and we'll, and we'll do it <laughs> we'll do it <laughs> great Oh, man. Do you have a happy this week? I mean, I want to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, man. Some some weeks we we just we're just not going to have one. I have a uh, a small happy or a small happy. And I can't I can't talk about it too much because we're going to talk about it in future episodes. Sure. But I've started to make some steps toward a, a little bit of a, a, a I'm not going to call it a dream, but a little bit of a, a, a side dream, like a small little itty bitty dream, something I've really wanted to do, but like couldn't give it a ton of energy. Uh -huh. uh, and that's voice acting. Interesting. So soon there'll be more information out of, out of that side of my crazy existence. Dude. <laughs> Yeah, that's really cool. That's little really tease. awesome. Little play playing with a little a little bit of, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, sh uh, shake, shake it, shake your money maker. <laughs> <laughs> right. Awesome. I can't wait to hear more about that. <laughs> well, you'll have to wait a little bit longer. Because I don't want to. I, I want to. <laughs> that's all I can. All I can say. Next week, we'll have a lot more about this, actually. That's brutal, dude. I know. I know. It's crazy sauce. But we should probably tease a little bit about what uh, we're thinking for next week, because I think it's going to be really fun. Hey, uh, but first, do you have a happy? It's not as cool as that. <laughs> um, damn, I should have gone first. Uh, I was just going to say, so I went up, uh, I was up in um, Vermont this past weekend for a friend's uh, engagement party up in Burlington and on the way uh, stopped at Lawson's Finest Liquids Ooh. and one of my favorite breweries and 
so it used to be that if you wanted to get their beer, you had to go to the general store in, I can't remember if it's Waitsfield or Warren. They're right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to go to the general store and that was the only place that you could get their beer or at a beer festival once upon a time. It's very different now. They have relatively wide distribution. I think they have like a partner brewery in Connecticut so they can widen their net, um, especially for their super session. But they have an entirely new facility, a huge, beautiful tap room. And it was really, really nice. Ooh. They have all of these different beers uh, that you can try. There were quite a few more than they've ever had before. Um, very surprising. So if you ever find yourself driving up 89 on your way to, excuse me, or from Burlington and uh, want to make a little detour, it's in Warren or Wheatsfield. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> They're right next to each other and they both begin with W. Who made that choice? Ridiculous. So one of those Crazy. two towns. Crazy. And in the Mad River Glen area. Um, and it's a, it was a really, it was really fun. I had a good time. Oh, Lawson's is some of the best. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. of the best. I'm just glad to see that they're doing, still doing so well, that they've been able to expand in that way. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So cool. We will, we will have to toast some pints very soon, friend. Hell yes. So what's going on next week? Next week, we have a special episode planned. If you've ever wondered how we do what we do, how we put together these podcasts, what we mean when we talk about audio quality and how to even begin to quantify that, plus I'm sure a lot of war stories of the trials and tribulations in trying to get audio to work correctly, next week we're going to be covering all of that, plus we are going to have our friend Cody Sullivan, who's been working on a podcast of his own to talk about his adventures and new things that he's working on. We will perhaps have a big announcement for his show called Pulp from Beyond the Veil. Check it out if you want to do some homework. He'll be here next week to talk about all of that and things going uh, coming up in Pulp's future. So. Audio, guests, new podcast to listen to is going to be a crazy, awesome, amazing episode of the Shiny Podcast, so you should definitely tune in. Well, that is going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We would love to hear from you. Um, Again, please do not call us. (laughs) Um, But you you can uh, get at us on Twitter. Uh, Mine is Kaliali. 11 and i'm at luxola for now now. (laughs) uh we also have a joint twitter at cast the shine uh check us out on facebook email hello at shinypodcast.com uh and we would love to hear from you also if you have some time we would love some reviews they go a long way getting more people listening to us if they feel so inclined and we would love to broaden our nets that would be awesome here's the deal you write reviews preferably with five stars we'll stop asking yes fair, fair deal sound good good fair trade let's do that fair trade perfect 
Right. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Ta-ta. Awesome.